what's up everybody welcome back to our channel our podcast it's once again your host eli and i'm here with my co-host frank what's up guys uh, another week of uh boxing another week of uh boxing conversation so uh, let's get right into it, Eli. Yeah, man, it's been a great year. It's been a long year of boxing, and I feel like as boxing fans, we finally got spoiled. I think the sport is back alive, and it's making noise, man, and, and we've been blessed with so many boxing fights this year, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, aside from all that uh, Jake Paul nonsense going on, I agree, <laughs> but we'll get into that. Yeah, later. man, we'll definitely get into that. Hey, <laughs> look, about him, dude, he's making, he's bringing people attention to boxing, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. We want to jump right into, uh, you know, mention about the uh, fight that happened on Friday, right? It was, yeah, which yeah. was Arthur Beaterbeef took on uh, Brown, and uh, they fought out in Montreal, Canada. Uh, I watched it. Did you watch that fight? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I was out uh, uh, doing some Christmas shopping, so I was just watching it. You're staying busy, man. These yeah. these, these uh, places are getting packed right now. I tried yeah. to look for uh, parking the other day when I went to go to Best Buy. I couldn't find parking, dude. So just yeah. went home. I'm just gonna do Amazon next year. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's the that's the way you gotta and, do uh, it, dude. Uh, well, speaking about that, man, I almost saw a fight in the parking lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. What happened? Just people fighting over parking spots. See, that's what it is, bro. You just yeah. man, people just uh, people forget it's, Christmas is about Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, you dude, know, they, just, <laughs> something about Christmas, man. Everybody wants to fight over parking spots. And, uh, you know, I and the last shoes on the on the shelf. That's exactly it, what it is. Yeah, it's more of a business side now yeah. than about spending time with family. But let's go back to that fight about Arturo Beaterby versus uh, Brown. It was a great fight. Um, uh, it happened out in Montreal. Arturo Beaterby, I think in the second or third round, he ended up uh, headbutting or head clashing with Brown. Yeah. Uh, did you see his scar? He yeah, had a it was huge deep, T yeah. wound in there, dude. It was bleeding all over his face. I was watching yeah. it with my wife. She's all like, can you even see? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I've yeah. never been put in a situation where you're bleeding profoundly and then the, the blood is just coming through your, through your face. So. Uh, after that, man, it seems like uh, he kind of struggled a little bit. The fight was kind of close in the beginning. Uh, and then uh, Arthur Beaterbeef kind of, he, he said, I think in the round sixth or seventh round, he's like, I'm going to finish him. I'm going to finish him one more round, one more round. And with that Russian accent, and he ended up stopping him in the ninth round, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I saw clips here and there. I didn't see the whole fight. But uh, Marcus Brown, you know, he was a, it's a good win, man. He, uh, he has some good wins under his belt. And he's know, only lost uh, one time. Yeah, I know he uh, he beat a uh, Baru Jack, and that that's a good good name to have. Um, but uh, yeah, man, Better Beef is uh, one of those guys where, I mean, all, pretty much all these Russian dudes, man, they're freaking tough. They're uh, they're tough. They're they're uh, bred different, man. They have uh, kill or be killed mentality, and. Uh, yeah, he's no joke, man. Yeah, man. Uh, and, you know, the thing about Arthur Beaterbeef, he's the only uh, defending champion who's has a 100% knockout rate. Yeah. So every opponent that goes against him, he's, he's just stopping him, dude. This yeah. guy, he's solid, man. He's strong. And he's got those power punches. And then he just, he's fast, too. He just takes off with the explosive uh, power punches that, you know, sometimes Marcus Brown kept pushing back. And he didn't even know that uh, Beaterbeef just kept coming at him, just throwing punches. And yeah. I, it's, it's, he's a hard opponent, dude. And um, after the fight, they asked him who did he, who, who did he want to fight, and re- humbly he said, "You know what? I'm gonna go home and sleep." And uh, he didn't he didn't call anybody out, yeah. but people in the in the fans were chanting Canelo, Canelo. They want him. They want Canelo to fight Beater Beef. Yeah, you think that would be a great fight, man? I think it'd be a good fight, man. It'd be uh, uh, you know, Canelo would obviously be the smaller guy. Yeah, but um, 
he brings a lot of skills uh so a lot of defense too i mean experience experience if uh better beef catches uh canelo i mean we'll see how canelo handles uh a punch from a from a legit uh 175 pounder yeah man because i mean uh Arturo Beaterbeev hasn't really faced an opponent like Canelo, yeah. but then again, Canelo hasn't faced anybody like Beaterbeev. The same power, the same speed. He just keeps pressing you, pressing you, pressing you. The only thing I mentioned in the past, Beaterbeev is 35 years old, and he's only lost. No. Well, I think he, uh, Triple G uh, has a similar style. It's yeah. just he's, he's smaller than this guy. Yeah, Beaterbeev is big, dude. Yeah, 175 division. I think he's the king right now of 175. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see anybody beating this guy. I don't see B. Bull beating him. I don't see Surdo Ramirez beating him. But uh, Canelo, we'll see, I mean, uh, uh, Surdo had a good showing last night. But, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, but um, but yeah, man, I agree. I think uh, if Canelo gets in there with this guy, it's going to be a, a tough challenge. It'll be a good test. Um, he already has a, a tough test coming ahead, man, in fighting. Uh, uh, I always mess up this guy's name, Macabu. Yeah, Macabu. Macabu. Yeah, the Nigerian fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so, it's gonna be a challenge, dude. I think yeah. people think uh, it's gonna be easy fight for Canelo. He's just cherry picking, but I, no, this is gonna be a tough fight. It's gonna be a, yeah, there's different different strength, different power, dude. I've seen a couple highlights on this guy. This yeah, guy too. knocks people out. Yeah, man. he's strong, bro. He's a strong guy. Cruiserweight. Yeah. It's one ninety. I mean, uh, dude. So we'll I don't see. know, man. We'll see if Canelo looks really, really good up against this guy. I mean, then that'll give us an idea how. He'll he'll go uh, or how he'll look against a, a yeah. guy like uh, Better Beef. But Better Beef improved to seventeen wins, hundred uh, percent knockout rate. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, he didn't call anybody out. Um, Surdo Ramirez did fight the the following day, which was yesterday, Saturday, yeah. and uh, he fought uh, Gonzalez, the Cuban mm-hmm. guy. He only had lost I think three round, uh, three fights, but some of those two losses were controversial. Some mm-hmm. people said that he it was close. He should have won it. But you know, we go back to boxing if. Sometimes you have to show a little bit more once you're fighting against the hometown fighter and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, Gonzalez came out strong. He came out punching him hard. And uh, Surdo Ramirez is known to start out kind of slow, but he had to pick up his pace on this one. And uh, Gonzalez kind of rocked Surdo in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah, man. It was a it was a good fight, entertaining fight. Uh, I think Surdo boxed really, really good. Uh, got caught a couple of times, and uh, he was in there with. Uh, just a guy that wouldn't go down, man. Gonzalez as a, uh, he was taking punch after punch after punch, but he kept coming. Uh, so it was a good fight, man. I think Surdo showed his uh, footwork in this fight. He was uh, uh, when he would get cornered into the ropes, he would uh, use his pivot to, yeah, to get see, out. That was really so, good. Yeah, so he was doing that. Um, I would like to see uh, more body shots from him. Yeah. Um, because if he works the body, if he would have worked the body, I think a little more in this fight, he probably would have had him out there a little a little earlier. But uh, Surdo definitely showed his boxing skills. He can take a punch. Uh, he's long, man. He he's just a tall, lanky fighter, and uh, he uh, he proved to be one of the top guys at uh, 175. So um, we'll see. He called out a uh, Bivol, and. Um, I think that fight would be great, man. It'll be a good fight. Two top guys in the division uh, going at it. And uh, uh, one from Russia, one from Mexico, man. And uh, po- both tough. And uh, it'll it'll make a good fight. Yeah. Uh, he did call out Bivol. He did end up stopping uh, Gonzalez in the 10th round. Uh, I think the referee did a 
did a good job on stopping that because uh, uh, he was getting punched. Gonzalez was getting punched, and uh, it was kind of funny. Did you see what he ended up doing to the referee? What Gonzalez did? Like hugged he him. hugged him and picked yeah, him yeah. up, but he took it like he took it like a champion. He took the loss like a champion. I don't know if you saw. He did kind of start tearing up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think he he noticed that it was probably the end of his his career there, or maybe he could be a tuna fighter like we talked about, Richard Comey, but. Uh, in preface of performance from Surdo Ramirez, we saw a different side of him. You did call out Bivol. That'll be a great fight. Surdo Ramirez improves to 43 and 0. He hasn't lost. Bivol is 20 and 0. Arthur Beater Beep is 17 and 0. So Surdo Ramirez has a lot more experience, you know, fighting fighting in the lightweight division. No, light heavyweight division. He just moved up to yeah, light heavyweight. Yeah, he just heavy. moved up, yeah. Because he was talking he was about that. When he was at 168, he was having trouble yeah. making weight. So he feels more comfortable at 175. So, man, I, we there's, see there's a lot of a uh, lot of good fights in that division, man. Uh, yeah, because even Canelo can move up to 175. And yeah, fight these guys. And uh, like I said, I want to see freaking Benavidez move up to 175. Oh, Benavidez also, we can't forget Benavidez, man. He's also a guy that uh, you know he's had some trouble with uh, making 168, and maybe moving uh, to 175 would be a better fit for him. So uh, it's one of those divisions that's getting exciting and. Uh, it's going to get more exciting in the future. You know, speaking about uh, Benavides, uh, we want to mention something um, about his training camp. There's a young prospect coming out of there. His name is Rayo Valenzuela, right? Jose Valenzuela, yes, sir. This guy, we met him um, back in July, a very humble kid. Um, he talked to us for a minute, took pictures yeah. with us, included us in his video and his, on his Instagram. But he fought this. He fought yesterday against Austin DeLay or Dilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Lilly, he's from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. He, his record was 14-1 and one at the time. Right. Uh, he he ended up, uh, Rayo Valenzuela knocked him out in pretty much in each and every round, right? Yeah, and yeah, body punches, bro. I think he knocked him out three times in the first round. Yeah. And if you guys don't know about Rayo Valenzuela, he's a 135 division. Yeah. So keep an eye on this kid. He'll be probably, I, we called it out. We want to see him fight Jojo Diaz. You know, both of these guys saw uh, our story. I mean, I think you wanted to see him fight JoJo. I, I mean, I kind of don't see that fight happening. Why not? Just because he's a golden boy and, you know, Valenzuela's PBC. But that we want them to. We, this is the thing I'm telling you about. We want yeah. these guys to cross each other over. Because yeah. I feel like Rayo Valenzuela could be JoJo Diaz. Right. And you talk about like Devin Haney fought JoJo Diaz and blah, 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 just to add to his resume, right? Rayo Valenzuela, I feel like JoJo Diaz is going to be a test. Yeah. And I, I think well, the guy. Well, just, I think, he, you know, I. We would like to see that fight. It just probably won't happen, right? Because uh, you know, two different promotion companies. But um, he's got some some good talent in the PBC that that we can uh, uh, see and how he measure up uh, measures up against. Uh, you know, like like Cruz. He just fought Tank Davis. Uh, yeah, he'd be a good fight to have. But uh, also Jose Valenzuela's. Uh, he's still very, very. I don't know how young he is, but he's still he's very 20, new. Twenty three, bro, to the pro game because I think he only has eleven fights right now. But then again, like man, like if you talk about some, he's not that young. Like compared to, uh, he's twenty two years old compared to Ryan Garcia and I think they're De- all around that De- same age. De- right? They're all the same age, yeah. bro. I think even Teofimo Lopez is around that age too. Yeah. So but, you throw him in there. I mean, Jojo Diaz is what twenty seven or something yeah. like that. Jojo Diaz has the experience. Rayo Valenzuela, I like that he goes to the body a yeah. lot. And this is how he finished his last his last opponent, knocking him down three times in the first round, eventually knocking him down in the remainder of the rounds. And then the referee had to stop it. But 
this is what I'm uh, predicting for Jose, man. I'm predicting that that they uh, throw him in there uh, to be more active because he, he did fight five times this last year. Uh, to fight five times in one year, man, it's kind of unheard of in, right. in the pro game. Um, so he fought five times. I think they're they're gonna build him up a little bit. Um, you know, get him a, a, a good wins under his belt, and then eventually he, he might fight Tank, man. Because, you think so? Yeah, I think that that's that's the plan for this guy. That's if Tank Davis stays at one thirty-five. Yeah, Radio exactly. Valenzuela, he's still young, twenty-two. But come on, look, I I, remember, I think when we met him, his record was like seven and zero or something like that, or six and zero. He's eleven zero now with seven knockouts. He's got a pretty good resume, dude. Yeah. His last fight previous to this one, he kind of, I think they went all, all, all rounds, right? His performance wasn't that good. He got tested a little bit. But on this one, he just looked different. He looked patient. His defense looked a little bit more uh, sharp. Because on his last one, he was getting punched a lot in the face. Yeah. And he was working that body, man. And I think One thing I like about uh, about this guy is uh, he's very precise with his punches, man. He uh, When he throws, it's going to land. And he doesn't waste any punches. Uh those shots to the body, man, really did did uh did some work, man. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely can crack. Uh, he's exciting, man. He's an exciting fighter. Uh, I'm a fan of his, and uh, uh, I think with him though, since uh, since he's in, on PBC, I think they're gonna take take their time with him. Man. Hey, Pitbull Cruz is yeah. there too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He might fight Pitbull Cruz. Yeah, I mean that'd be another good fight that that they can uh, that they can uh, build because. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be a top guy in the division in the in the future. Well, anyway, shout out to Rayo Valenzuela. I know you yeah, saw yeah. our story about us calling him and uh, Jojo Diaz out. They both saw the story, so yeah. maybe they can that can happen. I, I'd like to see that fight happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, shout out to him. Um, another fight that happened yesterday was Parker versus Chisora. Mm-hmm. Part two. Part two. That was a hell of a fight, man. That fight was so exciting. Um, it happened early in the morning or uh, early in the afternoon, I should say. It was a rematch between the two on the first bout. Parker ended up winning that fight, um, split decision. Uh, Chisora came back and uh, you know wanted that rematch. He looked hungry. Yeah. Parker knocked him down on the on the fourth round, the seventh round, the eighth round, the eleventh round. But every time it seemed like Parker was about to finish, mm-hmm. uh, Chisora. And this guy just kept coming back, dude. I mean, he, he had like a second win, and every time he would get knocked out, I feel like it would spark a fire in him. Just a tough guy. Tough guy, man. Yeah. These guys are tough. And you could tell it's all love between the two. Right. Because after the fight, Parker ended up winning that fight. They ended up uh, sharing a, a burger together. Oh, in, really? Yeah, in the locker room, man. Nice. So uh, it was a great bout, man, between the uh, New Zealand and the uh, British. Yeah. So... I enjoy that fight. I didn't know too much about these guys. Uh, I've heard of Parker. I think he bought, he fought Andy Ruiz, right? Yeah, he beat that's, Andy Ruiz. that's a fight I would like to see again. Uh, it was a close fight against Andy Ruiz. I remember uh, watching that fight. And uh, a lot of people had Andy Ruiz uh, winning. Uh, and a lot of people had Joseph Parker winning. So Joseph Parker won that fight. Uh, but I think uh, the next fight that should happen should definitely be Andy Ruiz and uh, Joseph Parker. Uh, just Just because it was a close fight. And uh, I'm sure fans would like to see that again. Yeah, man. But uh, heavyweight division is making noise. The light heavyweight division is making noise. Even the cruiserweight division is making noise. Yeah. Boxing is exciting, bro. And we're very blessed that we we started this podcast at a great time where we've been getting positive feedback. We've been getting some of the same listeners coming back to us. We added another country to our list. Brazil started listening to us too, right? Nice, People out in nice. Brazil. Yeah, yeah. 
Shout out Brazil, man. Shout out to Brazil, man. Uh, I don't speak Portuguese, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully in the future we can visit Brazil and yeah, maybe Australia. Sure. I know they're known for dope. their jiu-jitsu, and I practice a lot of jiu-jitsu, bro. So, yeah, I put somebody in the triangle choke. <laughs> so... Hey, hey, I got I got uh, cauliflower ears, man. Yeah, cauliflower. No, yeah. no, I, not yet. Yeah, but man. you got to respect jujitsu because I, I, it comes from Brazil, man. And, yeah, yeah. and I think it's one of the most effective uh, techniques to do on the ground, man. You could do a lot of work, a lot of damage down there. So, yeah. hey, whoever's listening to us from Brazil, man, shout out to you, brother. Sinise um, Estrada, girl from e- uh, Super Bad, and that's what they call her, right? Yeah. She's from East Los, East, East LA. Los. Anybody who fights out of uh, Southern California, especially here in L.A., we have to cover them, man, because we're based out of out here. And she's another girl who comes from the barrio. She's making noise. She's undefeated. And she had a great fight yesterday against Maria Santriso. And Maria Santriso had only lost one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sinise Estrada knocked her down twice. Eventually, okay. the referee, after the second knockdown, he said no more. This girl's a real deal. Her, her rival... A person that she truly hates fought earlier in the same card. Marlene Esparza. Yeah, Esparza, <laughs> man. So, so they fought in the past before, right? So Nisa Strada actually yeah, beat yeah. her up. Yeah. Um, but Esparza says she wants that rematch. Yeah, man. I think uh, what sets uh, Sinisa Strada apart from uh, from uh, other fighters is her combinations, man. She can throw uh, three, four, five punch combinations and. A lot of her opponents don't see that coming. Uh, I remember watching the the Marlena Sparza fight, and uh, it was a good fight. Uh, but I think if the rematch was to happen, man, I, I still have Sinisa Estrada winning that that rematch. Uh, she's just, I think, in my opinion, on another level. She's just super fast, can throw combinations. Uh, her footwork is is really good. She she knows when to go in, when to come out. Uh, she can time you with the jab. She's just an all around great fighter, man. But uh, it'd be an exciting fight to, to see in the future uh, just because, you know, they, they have a, a personal issue. And um, this fight is would be personal again. They hate because, each yeah, other. They man. hate each other. They man. actually do. Each other. Yeah. I think the one time they had them together in an interview room and they almost got in a fight with each other. And it's it's crazy, man, that they actually hate each other because in, in interviews and when you see them, they're all they're both smiling. They, they're both very, uh, I don't know, very uh, soft-spoken, and but but yeah, man, they truly hate each other. And I think maybe Esparza hates her because she Sinise Estrada took her spotlight because everybody was talking about Esparza, Esparza, Esparza. Right, right. I remember Golden Boy Promotion was promoting her a lot. Yeah. And then here comes this little girl, Sinise Estrada. I say little because she's short. Right. Uh, she comes out of the blue, man, and she takes that spotlight. So Superbad has been making noise. So Superbad gives a shout-out from the Blue Line Boxing Podcast because she's been doing a great job. Yes, sir. So shout-out to her. Okay, we're going to talk about the Jake Paul versus Willie. Ah, dude. Two, part two. Yeah, yeah. But before we mention this guy named Jake Paul, who's 5-0, and oh, and I guess, according to him in the boxing record, I want to mention somebody who fought on, under his card, because he has some professional fighters fighting under there. Liam Pard, he's out of Australia. Mm-hmm. He fought Yomar Alamo. I didn't watch the fight, honestly. Yeah. I, I I don't like Jake Paul, dude. I don't. Me neither. I think what he's doing to boxing is bringing, neg- is bringing attention in the wrong way. Right. Because Surdo Ramirez fought. Arthur Beterby fought. Parker versus Joe Chisora fought. They didn't get the same coverage as Jake Paul did. 
Jake Paul has a lot of followers on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know what the hell these guys do. I don't know what they did before. I just know them because they're trying to get into boxing. But Leo, Liam Paro, Fayumar Alamo, and Liam Paro. I think we just have to come with the uh, with the realization. Realization. <laughs> realization. Realization. Yeah, yeah, that that this guy's just purely entertainment, man. He's just he's just a. a I don't want to go too low, man, because I don't want to be disrespectful. But uh, it's just a an act, man. It's just entertainment, and uh, I, I don't think it bothers me that he that he boxes. It doesn't bother me, man. It doesn't bother me that he gets attention. It doesn't bother me that he's you know a YouTuber and he's making money. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is after the fights and his interviews after the fight. When you uh, start saying stuff. That you're the Muhammad Ali of this generation, and you're, and you're this, and anyone that no one is safe, and and that you're gonna treat every opponent like you did Woodley, and just I think that's what bothers me, man. It's just his interviews at the end of the fights that bother me. I mean, by all means, man, he can he can box, he can go in there and fight whoever he wants to fight. He's got a followers, he's earned that right to to you know uh, to make money, I guess, but. I'm not going to tune in, and not only that, man, I just dislike his interviews at the end, man. I, uh, did you see the trunks he was wearing? He was wearing, no, like, no. watches on his trunks, like Rolexes, and then, like, one of them had, like, a little... Uh, Honestly, the only time that I spent watching the Jake Paul, whatever you want to call it, fight, show, fiasco, was the, the, the knockout. It was a brutal knockout, man, I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I ended up streaming the fight... Um, Someone had it somewhere, and it ended up on my phone for free. Oh, man. so uh, it ended hey, up on my phone. I'm gonna have to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> you want to incriminate yourself, bro? No, someone just uploaded something. It just hey, what, someone showing the fight for free. So I just popped out of my phone. I was oh, you know, how lucky am I? But uh, uh, you got the link from the link. Yeah, somebody that knows the link. Somebody dropped something <laughs> somewhere and ended up in my phone. Oh, and shit. And, you know, someone's fighting yeah. uh, by the name of Tyrone Woodley. And he was, this fight, I, I, I think I started watching it in the third or fourth round. This fight was boring, dude. It was it? This fight was boring. They kept hugging each other. There wasn't no entertainment. Even the yeah. commentators were saying, well, this fight is different from the first one. And then the sixth round came. Tyrone Woodley kept trying to catch. Uh, Jake Paul's punches and then on, on the knockdown or knockout he misses trying to catch the punch drops his left hand which you have it up here protecting your face keep it up there bro drops it and then Jake Paul just hits him in the temple I believe and knocks him out completely ice cold and then uh, the guy becomes a cocky guy so no, he called a, out Nate Diaz he called uh, Masvidal out that that's funny to me man because if he's calling a, if he's calling UFC guys out it should be in the cage man yeah that's what Masvidal said he's why, like if you're gonna fight can't get your ass over here yeah why call out UFC guys and then you're a you're your boxer call out boxers man call out legit boxers well he was supposed but, to fight Tommy Tommy Fury yeah See, but Tommy but, Fury had like a chorro or something <laughs> diarrhea. I don't know what happened with that guy. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know, man. This guy's just, uh, like I said, man. He, I guess he's he's earned the right to to do what he wants to do because he has a big following. But uh, the just the 
I feel like he's clowning the sport, man. He's just uh, he he's talking like he's a, a top guy in boxing, and uh, that's what pisses me off, man. But I mean, seeing him fight doesn't bother me. I'm like I said, man. I'm not gonna pay attention. I'm not gonna buy. He got a his lot of fights. coverage, though, man. Yeah, he got I'm not a gonna, lot of coverage. Dude, I'm knockout. not gonna give that. That I mean, I feel like I feel stupid even talking about him now. But but right now, I mean, it. That's the only thing that bugs me about this guy man is his interviews that's well it. the reason i mentioned him was not to yeah. talk about the clown it was to talk about the people that were fighting underneath them because there's some professional fighters who okay. actually fought uh-huh. and uh, liam part he's from i think i should say uh, i think that's how you say i know there's name. a there's a, a woman boxer that yeah i'll mention a, i'll mention her yeah, right yeah. now but liam he's from australia mm-hmm. he improves his record to 20 20 you know he fought against Omar alamo uh you know Liam uh, Yomar Alamo had only no, he hadn't even lost. He was twenty zero and one. He had he had a draw. So both of these guys were putting their undefeatedness, their undefeated, undefeated record on the line, and the Australian came on top once again. The Australians are making noise. These guys are junior welterweight, one forties. So we'll probably be seeing Liam out in the uh, in the in the light a little bit more. Unfortunately, I just don't want to see him fight underneath Jake Paul's cards because I don't know who. the f- I'm not going to pay money to see Jake right. Paul fight, bro. And um, uh, congratulations to Liam. I know James Gorman likes when we cover his Australian boxers. So uh, we'll be playing, paying more attention on Liam or Liam. I might be fucking pronouncing his name. L-I-A-M? Yeah. Yeah, it's Liam. I think. Liam, right? <laughs> Another person that fought was Amanda Serrano. Yeah, yeah. She fought Mar- uh, Maria, Miriam Gutierrez. Amanda Serrano is known to fight underneath the uh, Jake Paul's fights. Yeah, I think he uh, Jake Paul he promotes her. Um, sometimes he gives her a bonus. She, uh, no, and I think that's that's the best thing that's come out of this, man. I saw I was reading an article. Uh, she came out saying that she's a millionaire now because of Jake Paul. No way. Yeah, man. So um, I think that's the only good thing that's come out of this. Um, I feel you know. Shout out to her, man, for making her money. I mean, if she's fighting under uh jake paul you know it's a probably a good i mean it's not probably it is a good thing for her yeah and, uh you know i mean i'd like to well, like see I said, her the money's her there, there people her, pay her to money. see this guy like the fucking the, the stadium was crowded dude the stadium was completely crowded full to full capacity to, to watch this guy fight and amanda serrano she's been Pretty much, I guess, anytime you hear Jake Paul, you have to think about the Puerto Rican fighter, Amanda Serrano, because she's going to fight underneath. And she improved the record to 42-1-1 one, and one with 31 KOs. And um, she looks like she's pretty good, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, shout out to her, man. It's I think Take advantage of opportunities yeah, that she's yeah, doing, exactly. it, man, for sure, 100%. Exactly. So, you know, I guess we can't be too hard on this Jake Paul guy, but yeah. I'm not going to watch him. <laughs> I'm not going to watch him either, but... I mean, if we're mentioning Jake Paul beating uh, Woodley, should we mention Daryl Williams fighting Frago? <laughs> <laughs> I saw clips of that too, man. Actually, I wish I would have watched that fight, but uh, I was out, you know, shopping for Christmas. Yeah, um, that fight looked <laughs> just because uh, Frago's I'm a, face. I'm a right? basketball fan, and then I'm also a, a football fan. I like Frank Gore, bro. Yeah, man. He, I mean, it was. <laughs> it seemed a little uh, like it seemed like a street fight, man. <laughs> like those dudes were just. Had a personal beef, man, that we didn't know about. They were just like, hey, man, fuck this fool. <laughs> That's what it looked like. 
<laughs> there was a couple times I, I didn't I didn't see this fight like I said uh, but Frank Gore looked like he was going against the corner and he was just taking punches just like making these face, facial I expressions I don't think anybody knew that they had a personal beef man in it because <laughs> those guys came out swinging you was, saw the fight? I saw clips of it man I saw I a little seen bit it. of it yeah. I just seen Frank Gore like his face expressions look pretty funny man <laughs> but Darren Williams, after the fight, they interviewed him. They 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 asked him like, "Hey, do you want to do this again?" He's like, "Hey, man, I have I got no business in boxing." Yeah, like, yeah exactly. What he said, you, you learned all this on training camp. As soon as you get punched in the face, all that shit goes out the window. Yeah, I mean, I think it's due. I don't think they they sparred much. I think no. it was just you know hitting mitts and yeah. and training. And it's easy when combos, someone's but, not punching back at you. But yeah, once you're in there and you're actually sparring, you're gonna look funny, man. If if you haven't sparred, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh. But I don't know, man. It was entertaining. I, I, I guess. I mean, I did. Like I said, I didn't watch it, but I saw clips of it, and uh, it looked like I don't know, man. They had, they had some childhood beef that they were <laughs> trying to settle. <laughs> hey, um, uh, well, that, that was pretty much the conclusion of uh, the weekend's fights. Uh, it's been a great year, man. Yeah. Of boxing, I can. Some of the most memorable boxing fights this year was Oscar Valdez versus. Um, Berchel. Better better chill. Berchel. he knocked yeah. him out, right? Knocked him out, Oscar yeah. Valdez knocked him out. That's one of the most memorable fights. Um Charlo versus Castaño. That was a great yeah. bout. And then we're gonna see that again in two months from now. Yeah. Canelo Alvarez versus um Billy Joe Sanders. Um, Plant. Yeah, Kelly Plant. Gambo Souls versus Teofimo Lopez. Lopez. Tyson Fury versus Wilder. Uh, the fucking list just keeps going on. Even yeah, yeah. was Mario Barrio versus Tank Davis this year? Yeah, it was this year. Man, even yeah, that, that fight, fight was it was a great fight, man. So it's been it's been a freaking amazing year of boxing, dude. And next year, you know, Keith Thurman versus Mario Barrio is gonna be uh, February fifth on pay per view. Yeah, I don't know if it should have been pay per view, but Leo Santa Cruz is gonna fight underneath that card. I mean, if it's, I mean, I. If it's pay per view, man, we'll go. We'll go have Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we'll go have Sunday. Yeah. We, yeah, I think. Uh, I think I should be having that Sunday off. It should be my last Sunday. Yeah. And then Errol Spence was just announced he's going to be fighting Ugas in April. Yeah. So Errol Spence, after he beat Ugas, because we predicting Errol Spence is going to beat Ugas, he's going to take another championship belt from him. And I think he moves up in the ranking over Terence Crawford, in my opinion. I hope they, man. I just hope this next year we just see that fight. I think it's going to happen, man. I, I, uh, Errol Spence. Uh, in uh, Crawford, they came across each other in one of the uh, I don't know, there was a boxing fight somewhere, and they're both talking shit to each other. So, I think it'll probably happen around August or September, October. That's Hopefully. what I'm predicting. Um, so Taylor versus uh, Catherine, uh, fuck, forget his name. That's gonna be happening next year, too. JC Ramirez versus Pedraza, that's gonna be happening. I hope that uh, Benavidez and Canelo fights happen this, this next Benavidez year. Benavidez was actually announced to fight, um, David Lemieux. Yeah, I saw that. But hopefully, but you know how Canelo fights in September. Hopefully, yeah. Benavides gets that fight, man. Well, I think this is gonna be David Benavides' biggest challenge against David Lemieux. Because David, Lemieux, even though David Lemieux is kind of going down, on, he's on decline of his career. I think it'll be a great test. I think he's gonna get, he's gonna get work, <laughs> dude. And but then from we'll there, see. honestly, dude, I don't want to see Benavides versus Canelo next year. I want to see Canelo. Uh, I want to see Benavides fight. Caleb Plant or Charlo because or even Bubo Andrade I think he needs to earn a credible source because Canelo said it all these guys are I'm, they're always saying that I'm avoiding Benavides I'm avoiding Charlo I'm avoiding Bubo Andrade how come they don't fight themselves how I come I how come I have to go up 
to cruiserweight. And yeah. I have to like I get to choose and pick where I want to go. And he's going up to cruiserweight. He might go up to light heavyweight. Some of these youngsters need to fight each other, bro. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't payday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I think these these uh, these guys are quick to call out Canelo for not taking a fight. But I mean, let's you know, let's really think about it, man. You haven't fought anybody worth talking about in my opinion who but. has been a beat as far that's like holy shit he actually beat this guy tell me somebody i uh, i mean i don't think he has that fight yet but he's looked good up against yeah, uh, against some freaking nobodies bro no uh, this is what i'm just this, this is what nah, I, he, he fought like, that that dude we're man, about to get into uh, a little argument right now bro <laughs> no dude he hasn't fought the caliber any opponent who has a caliber of someone worth of canelo dude how come he doesn't fight freaking caleb plant how come he doesn't call him out I want to see how he does against Caleb Plant. Who doesn't call him out? Benavidez. Benavidez has been calling out yeah, Caleb but Plant, bro. Make it happen. Make it happen, I mean, bro. I think he... Dude, Benavidez is one of these guys that wants to fight everybody, bro. Well, like, he hasn't fought anybody, apparently. Because... Guy can't even make weight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. I mean, bro, Anthony Durrell, that's a solid win. Durrell, uh, dude. Come on. Durrell. Durrell. Jaleon Love. Knocking this dude out in like the second round, Ronald Gavril beat him t- twice. I like Benavidez, and bro, he's but young. he's not ready for Canelo. He Porky Medina, like Canelo. No, bro. he's not ready for Canelo, bro. He's ready. Plant, he's Try ready. Low. I mean, all David can do is call these guys out, and then it's up to the promotion to Bubu make the fight. Andrade, fights. I want to see him fight Bubu Andrade. They're not in the same weight class, bro. <laughs> now, Bubu Andrade is going up to one sixty eight. Is he? Yeah, he's probably vacating his belt to go to one sixty eight so he could become mandatory for Canelo. See, but <laughs> this guy is seeking Canelo, man. Like, why not fight Charlo? I mean, it's well, just... He, he did call out Charlo. He's trying to make it happen. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like I, just I said, feel I, like I want these guys to fight each other before they fight the big fish, like the big dog. I don't know. Benavidez is ready for anybody, man, in yeah. my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So, I think he's, uh, like I said, man, he's calling everybody out, and it's up to the promotions to, to make that happen. Yeah. He, he can't. He's with PVC. Yeah. So. Protecting boxing champions. So good luck you trying to get actually. Well, you know, Caleb Plant's PBC too. So I think he's going to fight Caleb Plant before I he hope. fights Canelo. I hope so. It'll be a good fight. Since the year is coming to an end and this is our last episode of the year, who has been the boxer that has surprised in you out of like out of all the boxers this year? That have surprised me? Yeah. Um, I really have to think about this one. Ask me the same question. Same question. <laughs> Cambosos. Cambosos, man. Okay. I became a huge fan of Cambosos because I've seen him training from the beginning since April, since the announcement was made against uh, Teofimo Lopez. And I thought he was like committed, focused. I thought he was going to lose against Teofimo Lopez. He ended up winning and he ended up becoming one of my favorite boxers this year. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, he's he's fucking good, man. No one, no one, uh, Thought he would beat uh, Teofimo Lopez, and he and he went out there and beat him. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good pick for. Uh, you know, I think even uh, what what Cruz did against Davis was pretty pretty cool to see. Pitbull, Pitbull Cruz. Yeah, man. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't wait to see Virgil Ortiz in there next year. Uh, I think the news. That broke out with him leaving uh, Robert Garcia and joining uh, Eddie Reynoso was pretty surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, man, I think you're right. I think Combosos was the the boxer that surprised everybody. 
uh, in my opinion, the biggest upset. Um, oh, you know what? Even uh, Usyk, man, Usyk was uh, yeah, Usyk. he had a really, really good fight against Anthony Joshua. I don't think anybody, not that anybody didn't pick him, but I think the majority of the people picked uh, Anthony Joshua to win, and uh, Usyk had the upset. So even him we, we can be thrown in there for uh, you know a surprise of the year and. Uh, Shout out to Usyk, man. I think he's uh, calling out Canelo, too. So Yeah, he is. He said he'll uh, go down the cruiserweight to fight yeah. him. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> Canelo fighting that guy. <laughs> nah, man. he'll get fucked up. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, next year's uh, super exciting. This this past year was really exciting. So, uh, yeah, uh, we got a lot to look forward to. With Jody Spence, the white kid from Michigan, he fights on Saturday. This oh, is December 25th. So, oh, okay. you guys, shout out to be, him, man. We'll look out for him. Yeah, it's going to be one more fight uh, December 25th. And I think it's him and some Italian kid from New Jersey or something like that. They're fighting each other? No, he's not going to oh, fight, okay. but he's going to be fighting under, under his card on Fox. Oh, that, yeah. I've actually, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's, um, we yeah, follow we, him. Yeah, do we? Yeah. But Jody, uh, yeah, but Cambosos, man, uh, one of my favorite fighters coming out of this year, came out of the blue. I like his style, I like his ambition, his humbleness, everything he does, man. That guy is just, he's a warrior, my my mentality, and um, I, I can't hate the guy, man. I just want to see him fight next, and I feel like anybody who he fights next, it's going to be a, a great challenge, and he, if he beats that challenge that's next, that would, even the next challenge would be even greater. So, Cambosos, man, if you're listening to us, shout out to... Uh, to you, big dog. Okay, I see. Uh, Joey Spencer versus Limberth Ponce. That's not the main event, though. The main event's like some that, Italian guy. With yeah, Vito. Vito. Vito Melaniki. Sorry if I uh, butchered your last name, man. But we the do white, follow you on Instagram. The White Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melaniki. Yeah. He's going to be fighting, bro. He's uh, he's undefeated, too. Uh, he's going to be fighting Delomba. Delomba? I don't know. Delomba. Man, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, you know, tune in, man, and check check them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be 10 rounds. But, uh, yeah, great time with the family, you know, catching up on Christmas Day, enjoying Jesus Christ, yep. and uh, spending some time with the family and watching a little bit of boxing. So and that's yep. the great way to end the, the, the year. With that being said, brother, is there anything you want to say? No, nah, man, I think it was, uh, you know, uh, we started our part- podcast this year, and uh, I think... You know, so far, we're, I'm grateful for all the followers that follow us, that have uh, listened to us, and, uh, you know, keep uh, sending us messages. And, uh, you know, if you hear something we don't like, man, shoot us a message, and, uh, you know, we're open for, for conversations. So. Yeah, man. A shout-out to In the Blue Corner for following us on, on our on our Instagram. Uh, you know, the, In the Blue Corner is run by Doug, Jaime, and Polly. So they interview a lot of uh, professional boxers and uh, promoters. And uh, I think they're in charge of uh, Fight Star TV. So they gave us a follow. Maybe they listened to one of our episodes. So I appreciate you guys giving us some support. So thank you. <laughs> also, you can find us on TikTok under Blue Line Boxing Podcast. We've been uploading a Throwback Thursdays over there pretty yeah, much yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah, we have uh, um, our Instagram, our uh, TikTok. We're waiting for uh, YouTube. The YouTube, yeah. So, uh and then hopefully next year we can interview all the people that are wanting to interview. So it'll be yeah. a different different kind of podcast next year. So stay tuned. And uh, with that, we'll leave you with another applause. Happy New Year, everybody, and Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>